0: But I want, to, I want to preach a very serious message, if I can get to it, on how to intercede for the missionary. You know, you never have a, a, a deeper and wider and higher ministry than the minister of intercession. And um, I thought about uh, this uh, list that I was going to give out Wednesday, and we ran out of time, about how to pray for your missionary, and have has some very practical things I want you to take home. And meditate about and think about. But the devil wants um, missionaries to come off the field. And it's a warfare. And if they do come off the field, uh, it's not just their fault, it's our fault. Because the church does not pray enough for their missionaries. We don't pray enough about our own needs, much less our missionaries, out of mind, out of sight. But I want you to uh, look at at this uh, outline. I probably won't go by it uh, explicitly. But I'll just maybe hit the major points because I don't really feel like preaching an hour, unless y'all feel like listening an hour. I'll try it. But um, I might be a wind sucker tonight. You know how they go, and you know I got to get my breath. Amen. I don't know what it is. I think it's sinuses. But um, uh, I'll tell you all my problems so y'all can pray for me after the service. Amen. But anyway, I want you to turn to Romans chapter fifteen, and I believe i referred to this. Um, Wednesday, we had questions and answers, and it got so good that um, uh, we didn't have much time to preach, and that was all right, because it sure helped me to have all those young people in here, and interested in missions. Uh, As I said, when I was a Southern Baptist, I never met Lottie Moon, and I never met Annie Armstrong, or was it, who else? Helen Keller, I don't know who it was, but uh, we never met, we never met, we just prayed about it and gave a bunch of money on Annie Armstrong Sunday, and it was so impersonal. I'm glad I'm independent, fundamental missionary Baptist. Amen? And I get to meet these missionaries, help these missionaries. Let's stand on the Word of God. We're going to go to John 17 and go through the whole chapter and try to be finished by 804. But uh, look at, look at uh, verse 30. It says this, Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord... We're in uh, Romans 15. Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake. That's the bottom line. Uh, and for the love of the Spirit, that you strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. You may be seated. Father, thank you, God, for the good song service. Thank you, Lord, for uh, Brother Jeremy and uh, Lord, the time he puts in this uh, to help us with these new songs. And God, just the wonderful song we sung this morning. Lord, is this a blessing? to see your people rejoice. And Lord, the choir was just so good and such a blessing to my heart. I needed it so desperately uh, to prepare my heart to preach. And uh, I thank you for all that you've done today in our hearts. Thank you for the good uh, uh, privilege that we have to send forth missionaries uh, into this world. Lord, thank you for the four that we're going to take on at the end of the service And God, thank you for the ones that's represented here tonight, the Underwood family and the Coffee family and the Hall family. God, it's just a blessing to know that we can touch the world through our missionaries, but dear God, if we don't learn to pray for them, they're not going to make it. So Lord, help us. Help us, God, to learn to pray for our missionaries. In Jesus' name, amen. I know all of you pray fervently for your missionaries. But I want to tell you something, there's every day that we need to pray more fervently for our missionaries is today. This COVID thing has really knocked a lot of missionaries off the field. It's uh, hurt a lot of uh, outreach, Um, jails are closed, fields are closed, borders are closed, but I want to tell you something, God's Word is not bound, and the power of prayer is not bound. If we would just get a hold of that... We could touch the world through prayer, and we could use, be used of God to co-labor with our missionaries. That's what it's about, co-laboring. And I think a lot of times the money gets the emphasis when prayer should get the emphasis. Because we pray like we ought to, we'll give like we ought to. Because, I mean, God will work you over in the prayer closet and say, hey, listen, you cheapskate, you need to stop robbing God, amen, tithe. You need to give to missions. You need to trust God. Give by faith. I mean, you can stay in the prayer closet. That's why most people don't get in the prayer closet because they know God's going to convict them about something. That's why a lot of people don't come to church because they don't want to come to church and get convicted about sin, righteousness, and of judgment. But I want you to know, friend, he said, I want you to strive with me. Not in preaching, not in ministering, uh, not in money, which he needed, but he said, with me in your prayers, that touched my heart. That one verse touched my heart. I want to. I want to be. I want to be uh, a part of these missionaries' ministry. And I don't feel like going over there every ten months, even though my wife does. She's got this uh, plan already that she's buying tickets. And I said, "Well, I hope you and Bernella have a good trip." No, not really. And uh, <laughs> you know, and she wants to go there all the time. And see her grandbabies, and her daughter, and and her, and her son-in-law. Amen. And uh, what a blessing, you know. And I'll tell you something: uh, we cried like babies when they when they uh, told us that we were they were going and be home about every four years. And now he's become a director. Thank God, and comes back every two years. So I hope they keep making you a director. Amen. I think you ought to come back every six months just check on things. But anyway, uh, we can be a part of their ministry. Is what I'm saying. And we can be a part of the Halls ministry. We can be a part of starting that new school and the new college and, and seeing teenagers saved. And if one teenager got saved, it'd be worth all the prayers and all the world. Because what is the problem, man, if he gained the whole world and lose his soul? Top will preach on that this morning. But first of all, we need to pray for our missionaries' personal needs. Uh, I want you to call your attention to John chapter 17. If you want to know how to intercede in prayer, you need to go to the high priestly prayer of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're never more like Jesus than when you intercede. I didn't say when you pray for your little needs and sometimes your little greeds, but I'm saying when you pray for others that need your help. Amen? And folks, I want to tell you something. We need to call them by name, and we need to pray for the missionary's children by name. Amen? And I want to tell you something, friend. We need to pray... For their relationship with God. Say amen. Sunday school class. Say amen. You abide in him. And his words abide in you. You shall ask what you will. And it shall be done unto thee. uh, John 15.8 says. uh, That it's because we bear much fruit. That we may glorify his name. That's the ultimate purpose for even breathing. And living. And having a church. Is to glorify his name. Bearing much fruit. Say amen. I taught that lesson to two young ladies uh, this morning in Sunday school. Uh, Brother, uh, uh, no, not Pete. Yeah, Brother Pete has gone on this wild adventure. Uh, He's pulling a boat to Texas. I said, Pete, there ain't no ocean in Texas unless you're going to the south side, amen? There's no lakes in Texas. He's going to show his brother this great new boat, amen? I said, we're going to pray for you, brother. Praise God. Amen. And he left me and Andrew in charge of the class. And Andrew read the scriptures, and I shouted it out. Amen. Two young ladies. And then right when we was about to leave, uh, the young lady said, uh, one of the young ladies sitting on the couch right across, he said, I just want you to know January 1, I'll be 98 years old. I said, glory to God, I hope I'm listening to a loud mouth preacher and uh, Sunday school lesson when I'm 98. Amen. I'll probably be on the front porch down there in a rocking chair thinking I'm in a rocket ship. Amen? I mean, I'm gone, praise God, by then probably. But anyway, I thought how precious it is to teach two people about the precious secret or key to living, and that's abiding in Him. Amen? And I just want to put it down this way. Verse 3, John 17. It says, And this is the life eternal that you might know thee the only true uh, God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent I have glorified thee on the earth I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do Now he's praying He's praying that people will know God He defines eternal life as knowing God He defines salvation as knowing God He defines, and this is the greatest chapter on sanctification in the Bible Knowing God Knowing what God knows Knowing his word I'm going to tell you something friend the, the missionary is a sitting duck if they don't know God. And they're not full of God. And they're not led by God. Because the devil is a con artist. Let me just take the mask off him tonight. He's a liar. He's a deceiver. He devours people's testimonies. Yes, sir. You never know when somebody's going to come out with a video on you. Makes me sick. You never know when some gossip that left this church is going to come up and try to attack my family. You never know when somebody's going to give some accusations against these missionaries. Because the devil is the accuser of the brethren. He tempts you, then he accuses you, and puts you under. And folks, if we don't have people praying for us in this army, this warfare, we've had it. The missionaries had it. They won't last another term. They'll come back discouraged and there's more missionaries coming off the field than going on the field. We just dropped five missionaries, taking on four, and we're not up to par yet. And it breaks my heart we have to drop these Calvinists and drop these disenchanted sinners. But I want to tell you something, friend. Satan's target is on the missionary's heart, on the missionary's family. And they want to finish the work. They want to glorify God. But I'm going to tell you something. He divides and He devours. On the mission field, there's a satanic oppression that North America does not know about. You say, oh no, the devil's everywhere and everything's wicked and everything's bad and they don't have Biden. But I want to tell you this. They got the devil. And the devil's fighting. The devil's tempting teenage daughters. The devil's tempting teenage sons. The devil's tempting wives to get discouraged and homesick, disenchanted, feel unappreciated, and feel like the church doesn't care. Folks, we must pray. We must pray. We need to pray that God would meet their personal needs. And the last time I checked, what they who they need is Jesus. Last time I checked, this old preacher here They smoked too much chicken uh, Saturday. At least it ain't Marlboro's. Amen. I don't know why I looked over there on that front row. But uh, uh, thank God, friend, my greatest need is the fullness of the Holy Ghost. And your greatest need and the greatest need of this church is the fullness of the Holy Ghost. Because when you're full of the Holy Ghost, you're led by God. I'm going to get to the last verse of this prayer. And it's wonderful. And it's, it's revolutionary. But I want to tell you something. We need to pray for the missionary's personal relationship with God, Realize the missionaries are people just like we are. I'm on point A under your point one. This is going to take a long time if I go over one of these points. They have their spiritual conflicts, and they do. And they're not superhuman. We try to put a, uh, you know, oh, man, these great missionaries, amen. Mark Coffey, Kevin Hall, Steve Gregory. They're great. Hey, listen, they're just like us. And they're tempted just like we are. And folks, I want to tell you something, probably more when they're on the mission field. Because a lot of people look at missionaries as a ticket out of poverty. And they start manipulating to get in their family. They start maneuvering to get in their heart, in their mind, in their ministry. Satan um, is a strong, wicked enemy. That's how we ought to treat Him. I'll not dress up like Him and take Him lightly. Amen? I wish I had time to talk talk to you about the dark side of Halloween, but y'all don't want to hear it. But I will cover it before next October 31st, I promise you. It's too late now. Y'all already went trick-or-treating. But anyway, uh, we (laughs) we we need to pray for the missionary's physical and emotional needs. Some good health. Oh, Brother... Uh, Keith Shoemaker had malaria so many times, he can't count it, almost bled out. Y'all know the story. On the survey trip with Dean Hamby, he caught malaria, and they said he must have got bit uh, uh, when he got off the plane. Because it took nine days for that malaria to... And he was so sick, he couldn't even sit up on the way home. Now, I want to tell you something. i had have been praying, Lord... Maybe you've called me for home missions to South Georgia, the fruitcake capital of the world or something, You know, or those heathens in Atlanta. Maybe they need Jesus. But he says, no, I'm going right back there where I got deathly sick. I like that, don't you? But I want to tell you why he's going back there. Because he's going to depend on Whitfield Baptist Church, Rome Baptist Temple, and all his supporting churches to pray the devil off his back. We need to beat the devil off his back. We don't do it physically, we do it spiritually. Hey, we need to pray for physical and emotional needs. Um, The ministry is stressful. I'm going to tell you why. People. (laughs) One guy told me, he says, I love the ministry. It's just people I can't stand. And now he's out of the ministry. That ain't no joke. But I want to tell you something, friend. People are unpredictable. Let me just say this. People aren't linked letters, not funny. people are fickle. Come on. and I want to tell you something. you, you know if you're an employer what it's like when an employer, employee doesn't show up and doesn't even call and change his jobs for a nickel more pay. You know how it feels, but I want to tell you something friend, we're not trying to make a buck here. We're trying to reach the world for Jesus and I want to tell you something, it's stressful on these missionaries when their best walk off in adultery. And when their best walk off in fornication, and their best walk off in divorce, and their best walk off into sin. And it happens every day in the spiritual realm of a church, and especially on the mission field. We need to pray. I didn't know I was going to get all this in, but I'm going to do it at least point one. We need to pray for emotional distress, and discouragement, and depression, and loneliness, and homesickness, and cultural shock. I am so glad that at the courthouse up here, we got outlawed this chant, what is it called? That that call to prayer by the Muslims. Pra- call to prayer my foot. It ain't praying to God. But this, this call to you know, hit your knees and face Mecca. And I thought, my word, this is going to be terrible when we see hear those sirens, uh, that blaring, eerie noise come over Dug Gap Valley. And praise God! Somebody had enough sense to get a sound ordinance and outlaw it. Or Jason and Rebecca'd already be moving because it would already push them out of the backyard. My only problem is I got a rock and roll band in my backyard now, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to pray to God they'll get saved. And they're all about fifty years old, and they don't know a tune from a ten. T- I hope y'all listening. But anyway, you know, and uh, and you know, uh, I'm telling you. Last night I had this brilliant idea. They uh, 3 hours they were they were jamming and uh, bass, you know, bass, brother Kevin was coming through the this concrete down the sidewalk in my thing and I even go to the bathroom and try to get away and it was coming through the shower. I, boom, 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 I said, oh my word. I said they got to stop the Braves are about to start playing. No, I I got to study. I got to read the Bible. And I want to tell you something, friend. There's some eerie, eerie culture that these missionaries face. And I'm, I'm serious now. It's not a rock and roll band. It's demonic. I'll never forget the week I proposed. No, we were broke up, we were kind of, and we got back together. Yeah, that's what it was. We got back together on a mission trip, and we're uh, I, she's in one church, I'm in another church, and we're laying on the floor, and they start this voodoo drum, boom, 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 boom. boom, boom. I mean, it was awful. It was eerie. I was, it was, Oh, it was awful. It was, it was demonic. And they thought I could sleep during that. Amen. And my wife sent another church up. My wife, my girlfriend we just broke up with uh, is in another place. And, and I thought, praise God. I need a spiritual woman. I'm going to make up with that woman. Amen. And we got back together after a couple of days broke up. Months, weeks, I don't know what it was. But anyway, I was crazy. But I want to tell you something, friend. It was eerie that night. Nobody slept. I mean, friend, this is this is real. I'm talk. I'm, I'm I'm a little funny tonight, but I don't mean to be. But it's cultural shock. It's demonic. Uh, the Muslims are crazy. Let me go on record saying that they're absolutely insane and they're demon possessed. Right. The kill in the name of their god. Praying people out of pur- purgatory is pretty crazy too. And they face all this religious, cultural shock. And folks, pray for the missionaries that can make necessary adjustments living on the field of labor. Many times missionaries live in extreme climates, but I want to tell you something. The climate of loneliness will eat your lunch. You know know what it's like to miss Christmas with your family? It's it's rough. I'm not trying to get sentimental here, and Julie's going to throw a songbook at me, but, you know, it, it's tough. I shouldn't have even brought that up. I'm sorry. But you ought to blame your husband. He he prayed that she'd marry a missionary. And Miss Julie hadn't forgiven him yet for that. Amen. No. It's tough. Just like Jeremy teared up Wednesday. You know, he he's all gun-ho and, you know, get with it. But I, he, got, he almost lost it when he started thinking about Rebecca having to say goodbye to her family. We need to pray for him. He pray for parents. How many, how, many, how many weeks you away from your little daughter or little son, or big son? If your if, if your son's name Ben, come on, brother, amen. I mean, how long you away from them that you don't miss them? You don't see them. You don't call them. You don't go over and visit them. They don't come over and raid the refrigerator. Isn't that a blessing, amen? I. I pray they move just far enough away so they won't come every night, so I'll have some chicken left. We need to pray. We need to pray. And so I, I want you to look at verse six through eight of this prayer. It says, "I have manifested Thy name unto the men which Thou gavest me out of the world." Now listen, I got to move quick. Thine they were, and Thine gavest me, and I have, and they have, they have kept Thy word. Amen. They have kept thy word. Now listen to this. He's praying for his disciples. Intercessory prayer. Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. Talking to God now. Saying everything belongs to God. And look at verse 8. For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me. And they have received them and have known surely that I've, I've, I came from thee. And they have believed that thou didst send me. Folks, I want you to see that the, we need to pray for the missionaries not only have a personal relationship with God and know God and have fellowship with the Savior. We need to pray they'll be furnished by the Word. Furnished by the living, intimate relationship with God, verse 3, but also furnished with the sword of the Spirit. Amen. Folks, you put on the armor of God through prayer. You'll look at verse 18 sometime, Ephesians 6. Well, hey, listen, the only thing that's profitable on the mission field is 2 Timothy 3, verse 16 through 17, the Word of God. That they'll be thoroughly furnished with the Word of God. Amen? And I want to say this, missionaries are hopeless without the weapon of the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. Uh, They're ineffective. They can tell their testimony all day long until they pull the Word of God out and know the Word of God and teach the Word of God and train others by the Word of God, they're uh, they're a futile ministry. We need to pray as Jesus prayed for us and pray for the disciples. Let them know that this Word is the Word that I gave them and entrusted them with. So we need to be furnished with the sword of the Spirit with the only thing that's profitable. And then we need to pray that they'll fulfill God's purpose. Look at verse 9. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. And all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. Isn't that wonderful? Folks, here's the bottom line of the ministry. God be glorified. And he's praying. He's interceding. You know, we ought to pray bottom line sometimes. Dear God, use our missionaries for your glory. Reach souls for your glory. Build a school for your glory. Build a church for your glory. Build a camp for your glory. Build young men for your glory. Build young ladies for your glory. Build strong families for your glory. That's the way we ought to pray. And until we pray like that, and that's our motive, God's not going to bless us as intercessors with our missionaries. And so we ought to be fellowshipping with the Savior. We ought to be praying that they'd be furnished uh, with the Word and fulfilled with God's purpose. They ought to be sanctified and satisfied with the purpose of God. And then we need to realize that we need to pray that they'll be fortified by God's name. Look at verse 11. It says, And now I have no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to thee, Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou givest me, They may be one as we are one. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me, I have kept, and none of them is lost. Isn't that great? We can't lose our salvation. He can't lose us. But it says, The son of perdition, that the Scriptures might be fulfilled. And now I come to to thee. He's praying. Now listen. Holy ground. He's praying. And now I come to thee, and these things I speak in the world that they might have my joy fulfilled in them. You're talking about emotional stress. You're talking about homesickness. You're talking about cultural shock. You're talking about loneliness. But I want to tell you this, friend. If we would pray like we ought to, thank God we could see our missionaries enjoy it all. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen? Amen? And I want to tell you something. Nothing's more attractive than the joy of the Lord. We need a revival of joy around here. We need a revival of joy in my heart. You need a revival of joy in the valley as was sung this morning. We need joy, folks, because my joy is different than the world's joy. Jesus speaking now. You know what we ought to ask? We ought to ask God to help them enjoy the presence of God and enjoy the ministry. Folks, I have no complaints. If God takes me home this week, I have no complaints. If I had to do it over again, I would start a church in Dalton, Georgia and be the pastor for all my life. This has not been a life sentence. This has not been something I've endured. I enjoy the ministry. I love preaching. I just wish I had more wind and more sense to organize my outlines. I should have went to the FBI. I know I should have. But praise God, friend, no regrets, no regrets. And I won't tell you why I'm here today, because I got, praying, I got a praying wife that prays for me every day. If I complain, she rebukes me. No. If I complain, she prays for me. If I get discouraged, she prays for me. If I want to quit, she prays for me. I have children that pray for me. I have a church that prays for me. And I'm indebted to you that I'm behind this pulpit after 43 years, 8,000 sermons. Still enjoy it. Still try to preach. Still love to see you walk through those doors. But I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for prayer warriors. And some of you I'm looking at, I know you pray for me. And I'm thankful. And I have this prayer, and I wish I'll share it with you. I don't want to lose the joy of it all. I don't want Mark to lose the joy of Camp Rhino and Amy. It's going to be very hard to get on that plane and look out the window and see uh Emily waving at Mom and Daddy. It's going to be hard. It might be as hard as when she first went on the mission field. Because her baby's grown up. She's even driving a car now. And that increases my prayer life greatly. But anyway, I want you to know we ought to pray. We ought to pray. We ought to pray. We ought to pray for the joy and satisfaction of knowing that we please God rather than man. Amen? Amen? That He's worthy of pleasing He's worthy of serving. He's worthy of sacrificing our family. He is worthy because He bled and died at Calvary for my unworthy soul and your unworthy soul. Let me just skip the two on the little prayer list. Y'all read it when you get home. That's what I gave it out for. We We ought to pray for them to be furnished thoroughly with the Word of God, fulfilled by God's purpose Fortified by God's name. Look at verse 15. It says, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is true. What a prayer. He said, just go ahead and sanctify them. Set them apart. Keep them holy. Make them more like you. That's sanctification. There's praise and power in the name of Jesus. But I want to close with number point number two. Y'all read three on your own. We need to pray for a more effective ministry for our missionaries. A more effective ministry. Um, if you'll just go over to verse 18, where we're at, it says, Thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. Isn't that a wonderful verse? Reminds me of John twenty twenty one. so send I you. Folks, I want to tell you something, folks. When we get this mission accomplished, one day we can hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. But I want to tell you something, we're the sent ones. We are are to be apostles called out to sent. To send and 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 to shout the good news. To be sanctified by His truth, verse 18 and 19, but solidified by His truth. Verse 21, it says, Verse. Let's go ahead in verse 19. I don't want to miss a word of this prayer. a high priestly prayer. He's praying now. Listen, and I got to close. It says, "And for their sakes have I sanctified myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth." The Lord came to this earth for one purpose, and that's to die for you. He didn't get. He didn't get. He didn't get deterred. He didn't give up. He didn't get depressed. He went all the way to Calvary. I'm glad he did, aren't you? I'm glad he went all the way to Calvary. It says this in verse 20 neither pray I these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. That's you. I want you to look at that. I want you to put a I want I want you to put something next to verse 20. That's me. That's me. He said, I don't pray just for disciples. I pray for those that the disciples reached and will reach. That's you. You're a product of those disciples he's praying for right now. He said it again. Look at this. Neither I pray for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Isn't that wonderful? That they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee. That they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. Isn't that wonderful? Folks, the devil on his day, he's having a heyday out there. I want to tell you something. He's having a heyday every day that he destroys a marriage on the mission field. And the heathen that's never heard, and I hate to use that word, the unbeliever has never heard saying, I don't think God's real. They can't keep their family together. They can't keep their children in line. They're, They're as bad as we are. They fuss and fight as much as we do. They leave each other. They're unfaithful with each other. Folks, I want to tell you something. We ought to be one because somebody needs to believe that God has sent us to a lost and dying world. To someone, you're the best couple they know. Might as well be a good one. To someone, you're the best Christian they know. And I want to tell you something. There's a lot of pressure on missionaries to be something special because I'm going to tell you something. When they introduce Jesus to a lost world that's never heard, they become special. And they need to be especially close to each other. Thank God for that. Let me just read the rest of this chapter and we'll close this prayer. I don't want to call it a chapter. What verse are we on? 19. I thought I just read that. Anyway. It says, Neither pray I these for long, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Look at verse 21 that they may be one as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee. that They also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And here's the bottom line again. He can't get away from it, and you shouldn't get away from it. And the glory which thou hast given me, I have given them, that they may be one even as we're one, I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know, Thou hast sent me and hast loved them as Thou hast loved me. He's praying now that they'll be so close to each other, so in love with each other, so in love with God that the world knows that they've been sent. But I want to close with this key. Two things. We've already discovered we need to pray for these missionaries to be thoroughly furnished with the Word of God. I mean, know the Word of God. I mean, know how to teach it, know how to preach it, but know how to live it. But look at verse 24. This is exciting. Father, Jesus praying now, listen. Father, I will that thou also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me. For thou thou lovest me before the foundations of the world. He's talking about how much God the Father loves him. and he, He wants them to know that. And look at verse 25, here it is. O righteous Father, the world hath not known Thee, but I have known Thee, and these have known that Thou hast sent Me. And here's the conclusion. And I have declared unto them Thy name, and will declare it that the love wherewith Thou hast loved Me may be in them, and I in them. Bottom line, we can pray for all these needs and you ought to recognize them. That they be knit together as husband and wife. That the children, obedient and faithful. That we uh, have relationships with national workers and on and on and on. But I want to tell you something, it comes down to this. That every missionary we support, we ought to pray every day for the greatest need they have. And that's Christ in them and through them. The fullness of of the Holy Spirit. And when you have the fullness of the Holy Spirit, you have wisdom to deal with these corrupt governments. You have perseverance to deal with the onslaught of Satan. You have wisdom to treat your wife, even as Christ loved the church and gave Himself for it. Mark, amen. Preach a little to my son-in-law, hallelujah. But anyway, uh, we have wisdom to submit to our husbands when he says we're going around the world, hon. I guarantee you, Peru's not the last stop. We're going to South Africa. Amen? And she says, okay, hon, I'm going with you. Amen? And maybe Luke and uh, Addie will go too, and Emily and the whole group. Amen? What a blessing. What a blessing. But I won't tell you why they would ever follow a man around the world. Because they know that daddy or husband loves God. Amen. And does what God says. Not what mama wants. Not what father-in-law wants. But what God wants. And so here's the key. We need to pray that they be full of the Word and full of the Spirit. And that Spirit is the Spirit of love and it's I in them. Look at the last three words of that prayer. I in them. Oh, folks, we need to pray the devil off their backs. We need to pray for wisdom with this cultural shock. We need to pray for encouragement. But folks, that comes through the indwelling Spirit of God. So church, let's pray for our missionaries. Our Father, thank You for this night. Thank You, dear God, for the ministry. That's beyond us. And thank you, dear God, for the blessing of hearing people get saved that's never heard the gospel. Never even heard a word and got saved as a deaf young man and gets baptized by my grandson. What a blessing. Have a camp. Come out of the woods of a backwoods farmland have a new school where children can learn that Jesus is life and life abundant. God to see souls saved all around the world because God you've sent them, but you've called us to support them. And God forbid that we'd pay off our conscience by giving faith promise offerings, and not offer a prayer of intercession, often for every one of our missionaries that we're called to support in prayer. God, thank You that in this warfare there is some air support. and The bombs can be going off and the dust can be flying, but thank God when the soldier can get in touch with headquarters, there's victory. God, sometimes our missionaries are so overcome they can't pray for themselves at that moment. They don't know how to pray or what to pray. They're trying to pray. But God, we as supporting churches should pray. And God, I'm guilty of not praying enough and fervently and setting aside a place and a time to pray for our missionaries, my family. So dear God, help us to lengthen and deepen our ministry through the ministry of intercessory prayer. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I just want to close with this invitation. How many of you would like to join me in praying more fervently for our missionaries and maybe not just copying John 17 but getting an idea of how Jesus prayed for his disciples we ought to pray for these disciples and you say preacher I want to join you would you lift your hand up high for prayer to do just that and a commitment to take out that little yellow book we're going to add to it in a minute and say dear God I'm going to pray for them over in Honduras, I'm going to pray for them over in the Balkans. I'm going to pray for them down in South Africa, West Africa, Canada, South America, Central America. I'm going to pray for them. They're real people with real needs, and they really want to serve you, God, so help me to pray for them. And you know, to have your prayers answered, the Bible says you shouldn't have an awed against a brother. Come on now. You know, the average church cannot pray for their missionaries for split, splattering, and splintering, and looking at each other's faults, and getting offended, and they're splitting and and then the missionaries are out there on the front lines and we're letting them down if we don't stay together in love. And so if you've got an awed against a brother, you need to make it right all against a sister. If your marriage is not right, you need to get right. If your respect for your parents is not right, you need to get right because you need to be on praying ground for these missionaries on the front lines. Father, thank You for the message. And I pray it's been a message, not just an outline. God, help us. Help us, God, to be prayer warriors. Help us, God, to be intercessors. God, help us to intercede like You intercede. And God, thank You for Your prayer. And I just want to thank you personally, and I know every person in this room does. I want to thank you for praying for me. Lord, thank you that you're praying for me. And I need it. In Jesus' name, amen.